Welcome to the 150K Podcast, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Have you ever had a dream of being successful, living a life you love? If so, this podcast is for you. From practical applications to tools to help you level up, I am going to open up my network of success so that you can achieve your life by design. So sit back, grab your pen, and get ready to level up. Welcome back to the 150K Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Graham, where we help take your dreams to six figures and beyond. Today, I have with me special guest, Hannah Crum of Kombucha Camp. Now, I'm in where I meet pretty much all my guests at George Bryant event. Well, most, about 90%. But Hannah, for people that don't know the crazy awesomeness of you, tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about kombucha, and maybe we'll even talk about you running around the event with a... Uh, what was that? A, I have my belt. A belt. You have the belt. That's true. The belt. This will be on YouTube. So if you want to see the belt, you have to be on YouTube. Hey, everybody. Hi. I am Hannah Ruhama, the kombucha mama, mother to millions of bacteria around the world. Um, if you're not familiar with kombucha, it's fermented tea. And the way we ferment it is using a culture, a starter culture that we call a SCOBY. Now, SCOBY is an acronym that stands for Symbiotic Culture of Bacteria and Yeast. And when you get down to it, probably everything on this planet is a SCOBY. We're SCOBYs because we're run by microbes. Um, but there's a lot of beauty in that culture, and it's taught me a lot of different things. So not only are we bacteria farmers at Kombucha Camp, where we sell kits and cultures, we also work with Kombucha's raw honey cousin, Jun or June or Jun, tomato, tomato. Um, so if you're avoiding sugar, that could be a great ferment for you. And then we also work with water kefir and milk kefir grain. So milk kefir is gonna be a uh, milk ferment. It's gonna be um, less thick than yogurt. It also doesn't require heat. So it's something you can do on your countertop. It's really delicious, super versatile. And then water kefir, which is traditionally known as tibicos, is a sugar water ferment. So if you want something that's lighter, sweeter than kombucha, still packed with tons of probiotics, then that's a great place to start as well. So, um, so we do a lot of education. Empowerment through education is one of our missions. and um, how that led to the formation of our trade association, Kombucha Brewers International, is it's an outgrowth of our mission of changing the world one gut at a time. So I speak Mandarin, Chinese, and Spanish, but there's 8 billion people on this planet. So mm -hmm. even being able to communicate with the vast majority of the world in their native language, I'm never going to connect with all of them. And so when we teach uh, whether that's a commercial producer, how to be more successful uh, as consultants, if it's teaching you at home and now you're sharing your extra scobies with somebody else, that's how we're going to change the world one gut at a time, is again in this collaborative, symbiotic way. And so that really has infused our entire mission in terms of how we view the world as being very cooperative and community focused. No, I love that. And you said a lot of different things. You hit a bunch of those. First, you speak Manchurian Chinese. That's kind of cool. Not many people I know do that. Actually, a funny, quick story. I had, what is it called, Duolingo, and I tried to learn a little bit. I'm horrible at it. I got maybe through five lessons. But, I mean, the fact that you can speak those different languages, that is cool. Um, the gut health thing intrigued me because I know a lot of people that have issues with gut health. And I love kombucha. We talked about it. Um, I've actually been getting more into it, and I think you call it the June ones. That type of kombucha is what I've been on my like my kick on lately. Nice. Um, but let's talk a little bit about that because like with building businesses and stuff, and yes, you will hear my dogs bark in the background every once in a while. But with building businesses and stuff, I think a lot of times we get super stressed and all. And I've I've heard that your gut really is a good telltale sign of 
you know, where you're at. So you want to talk a little bit about how kombucha helps with that to start with. And we're going to go a bunch of different ways, but since I have an expert, I want to dig in on this a little bit. Well, this is one of my favorite topics because a lot of people say, well, your gut is your second brain. And I say, no, it's the other way around. It's your first brain. And the reason I say that, so first of all, your gut, your enteric system, which goes from one end to the other. And I'm just going to sidetrack here and say, we're totally tubular. Like literally, if you think about the shape of human beings, these are tubes, these are tubes, like everything is a tube. (laughs) And in fact, we're bacteria shaped, right? So the word bacteria, and this is why I'm such a word nerd. I love the origins Back means rod shaped. And so it, you know, and for them, that rod was this sort of elliptical shape that they first noticed bacteria looking like. And and I think we look like bacteria. So mm-hmm. my whole point in all of that is as the fetus is forming in the the womb, that same tissue that makes up your brain is what's creating your enteric system. And so in fact, this entire passageway, and it's all connected with the vagus nerve is your brain. So we have this incredibly massive brain that lives throughout our body. And the human microbiome, it can be in all parts of your body. So you have different organisms living on your skin, right? Here's the hot, humid jungles. We've got the dry desert here. And then of course we have our gut, which not only is our engine where we're digesting all of the food, we're extracting nutrients, but those bacteria and microbes They're creating nutrients. Mm -hmm. They're enhancing the vitamin content. They're creating immunoglobulins and and generating your immune system as well. Plus, they're making your your happy drugs. So they're making the the neurotransmitters. They're Mm -hmm. making the serotonin, the dopamine, the things that help keep our brains functioning the way we want them to. And so... um, It's pretty amazing. It's really important. Yeah. (laughs) And it's powerfully regenerative. And so here's the problem, though, Joe, and you probably already know this. Toxins, poisons, they're Mm -hmm. everywhere. They're raining them down from the sky. They're in the water supply. They're, you know, in plastics, whether that's polyester clothing you're wearing, if that's plastics that your products are made out of, your Teflon, PFAS is another chemical we're hearing a lot about. The, the, The big story here is that Um, or the thing that we're not always thinking about is the fact that our government doesn't regulate the 80,000 plus chemicals that are permitted in cosmetics and clothing Mm -hmm. and all of these things we've talked about. Um, Like there's not a lot of control over that, like there is in other countries and other parts of the world. And so what this means is as, you know, Americans, we have to be even more conscientious about what am I consuming? What am I putting in my body? What am I putting on my body? What am I allowing my body to smell? Mm-hmm. So from your laundry detergent or your fabric softener or those plug-in candles or, you know, so there's all these different things that we don't even realize are having this effect on our body. And mm-hmm. so here's what happens, right? Your engine maybe gets clogged up. We're not eating the right foods. We don't feel good. Now your liver. So your liver is incredibly important and powerful to filter. And what happens is when we consume or are exposed to all these toxins, your liver creates these organic acids, gluconic, glucuronic acid, Glucuronic acid specifically bonds to those toxic molecules and through hydrolysis, which is a fancy way of saying you drink water and go pee, Mm -hmm. you flush it out, (laughs) right? And so those are supposed to keep flowing through you, not staying in your body. The problem is because we're so overloaded and we're eating a processed, highly processed foods diet that doesn't provide us with the nutritional support we need, your liver isn't generating enough of that. And so what happens is those toxins get secreted into your fat cells. 
And the reason this is important is because it's not one fast food meal or one exposure that's going to be an issue yeah. long term. It's this bioaccumulative effect where your body reaches a tipping point, And this is when illness presents itself. This is when symptoms arise. And really, everything comes back to the same thing, which is stress. Stress kills. Mm-hmm. So whether that's stress from a bad diet, stress from not managing your lifestyle correctly, stress from not getting enough sleep, anything, stress is what's killing you and keeping your body out of homeostasis, keeping it in fight or flight. So that's the programming. That's what mm-hmm. you're watching. So when we're talking about all of these things, and yes, kombucha is my medium and my modality, um, kombucha specifically has gluconic and glucuronic acid. So drinking kombucha on a regular basis helps your body to take those toxic molecules and gradually allow them to leave your body on a regular basis. And so this is why some folks, when they first start drinking kombucha, they have like an unquenchable thirst for it. And they're like, oh no, I'm addicted. No, you <laughs> your <need> body <laughs> has, has needed these acids yes. for a while. They're finally getting them. And so you're experiencing this you know, rush of desire. Your body is craving it to release that from your system. And what happens over time, because you know I've been drinking it for over just about 20 years now, mm-hmm. is you your consumption habits or my consumption habits specifically have moderated themselves. I consume kombucha more as a tonic in small, frequent doses, as opposed to needing to drink or chug, you know, a 16 ounce yeah, bottle of yeah. medicine. Yeah. No. And I've started to do that a little bit more now. So like, you know, we did the little, I think you called it uh I'm going to say meeting of the juices because I can't think of the right word for it. But like when we were trying all the different ones and now I'll get one. And I used to just drink the whole bottle and now I'm just drinking like a glass of it or a little bit of it. And I think it's just because like my body's adapting. But you mentioned something and I think a lot of my audience will, will understand this. Grind culture, hustle culture, go, go, go. I'm in the sales world, been in sales for 16 years. Entrepreneurs, most of them I know are the same. Let's talk a little bit about that because I think that's one of the biggest traps and probably one of the biggest things that keep people from being successful because they're pushing so hard. They're not feeling their body. They're not getting regenerated. They're not, you know, actually doing what they needed to actually be effective. And, you know, kombucha is a quick step you can take that's instantly going to provide relief. So a lot of folks, when they first start drinking kombucha, it is because of a digestive issue. They're like, oh, now I'm not blocked up. My constipation is alleviated. Oh, now I'm not having diarrhea. So the reason kombucha can you do both of those things is because we're going to the root cause. We're going mm-hmm. right to the gut. We're helping to put the organic acids back into the body so your body can rebalance and heal itself. And I, I am just a victim to our Western capitalistic go, go, go culture as anyone else. And it's been a huge unlearning for Mm -hmm. me too. Um, Especially, I don't know if you know much about human design, but um, my human design, I'm a projector. And what that means is um, I'm not someone who has all this energy that can do, 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 even though, you know, truth be told, I do a ton. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The reality is, is that I'm someone who needs a lot of downtime so that Mm -hmm. my aura can recharge so that I have the energy to then come back out into the world and do what I need to do. And I feel guilty. I'm not working hard enough. I'm not, why am I so tired? Right? Like, oh, I've been Mm -hmm. through the whole thing of, oh, you're lazy and you're not, you know, and I have to remind myself that no, I just operate differently. And so I highly recommend if, if folks are hearing this for the first time, there's a lot of free generators um, out there to to help you understand what your human design is. And then of course, there are the manifesting generators and the generators, and those are the people who have that energy and they can do, do, do. Um, and so understanding sort of your type and how you fit can really help support what's the best way for you to work. Yeah, because thinking about it, 
I, I, I need downtime. I have to get alone time. My wife knows that I need to go on walks or I need to have silence or I need to do different things so that I can be effective because it, I can do the go, go, go. And everyone used to think I was an, an extrovert. And in reality, I'm more introverted with how I get, you know, filled up and all. Where can people find that type of stuff though? Like, yeah, so human design. Um, so actually on our Instagram, we have a show called Mama Mondays. We mm -hmm. have an episode with Sophie Fletcher. So that's on our YouTube, which is, you know, Kombucha Camp. It's on our Instagram. You can find more about it there. And of course, you can, you know, whichever search engine is your preference, human design. It's a really neat system. It's going to get a little woo here, but it was channeled to someone many years ago, and it's only really started picking up in popularity, but it's a combination of astrology. So it's looking at your birth time mm -hmm. and the I Ching, which is the, the Chinese hexagram. So it's like three lines and they're either broken or solid and they, they have different meanings. So it's a really ancient system. It was mm -hmm. used for divination, for understanding things, but there's a lovely um, symbiosis there. Uh, that really, for me, again, learning I was a projector, that I need all this downtime and recognizing my my strength is when I sit down and I'm focused, I accomplish more than most people do when they're working all these hours. Same. But I yep. have to give myself the freedom to do that and not feel like, because here's what I get into the, the loop. Oh, I've checked my email like 50 times. There's nothing <laughs> new. I can't figure out what I'm supposed yep. to do, but you know, society says I'm supposed to be sitting here at my desk for eight hours. So, um, so agreed, Joe, like, yep. yeah. so that was a huge tool in uncovering, like, how is it I'm supposed to work? Um, and so then what that allowed me to do is figure out, okay, I need to delegate, I need to find people who are generators or manifesting generators who can support the work I'm doing, because for them, that's what, you know, that's what serves them. That's what allows them to, to be in the world and be successful. Yeah, no, it, it's very interesting because you mentioned that. And I, when I train people with sales, I'm like, I time block, right? Really, I know I can get a bunch of stuff done and I'm really focused for about three to four hours. And in that time frame, I'm great. After that, I'm not. And I'm just- You must I'm, be a projector, Joe. I'm gonna we'll go find do, out. Yeah, no, no. I tried the projector thing before. I've done the grind cold. That does not, oh, I mean, not the projector. I tried the the other one you mentioned, right, the, the one where you go, go, go in. It just burnt me out. Like literally, yes. I would be super exhausted, cranky, and angry. I, I think it's good to find out who you are. A thousand percent. And you know, it took me having had a business for um, you know a decade and a half and feeling so burnt out. And you know, look, my business has ridden the roller coaster. And I'm like, like a lot of businesses that are online, I have to figure out what's next. I have more competitors. More people know about this. I'm not the low cost brand. I'm the the quality brand that's always been organic mm -hmm. ingredients with the tons of expertise. You know, we have a book um, that everyone calls the Bible, and um, you know, so I am not the same as my competitors in that regard, right? And so, you know, anytime you go into business for yourself as a part time hustle or as a full time thing, you've got to keep innovating. You've got to keep you know shuffling the Rubik's cube, if you will, and figuring out what where else can you meet those people and satisfy their needs. Mm -hmm. So that way you continue to be the, the brand that's top of mind for them or the brand they recommend to friends and, and this and that. And so for me, I got a ton of value out of where we met at George's yeah. event because he just showed me how me being stingy with the way I want to share some of my information. Now, don't get me wrong. My website has too much information. Mm -hmm. like it's information overload. <laughs> and so what I need to do is I need to rein that in and then give people the bite-sized pieces. You know, back in 2010, 
when we launched our website, that was kind of a new bottle, give everybody everything. Well, now attention spans have dwindled. We need to refine that content and make it easier for people to find exactly what they're looking for. Yeah. No, it, it's been interesting because so I've had my business for about a year and a half and just having to adapt and do different things. Because when I started out, I could do lives and people would hop on because that was hot. And now it's reels and you have to be more quick and precise and you can't just, you know, go on this trail or that trail. And I think it, it's so true. You had to be adaptable with it. Um, but I, I want to kind of dig into more of what we were talking about with developing yourself because i think that's such a key factor that we all miss because especially most entrepreneurs and salespeople i know are people pleasers and they want to always say look at me look at me i did this hard thing and i think it's because we don't want to deal with ourselves thousand percent agree here's the reality any trauma that you haven't dealt with those patterns are going to play out in your business too. So whether they're going to play out everywhere, they're going to play out in every relationship you have. So whether that's with a loved one, if it's with family members, if it's with your customers, your trauma is going to be out there. And that's where doing the work, right? We use the metaphor, you're on the plane, you got to put the mask on yourself first. You have to make sure that you are clear that you're taking care of, that you are are using different modalities to do that. And so that's something I'm really feeling led to help people with is to help guide them to what are modalities that can help you with this. So one of the ones that I work with, I work with a bunch and I've been doing lots of different trauma therapies over time because um, as a Scorpio, as someone who um, I just, I have this need. (laughs) So Scorpio are like, it's the eighth house, it's death, it's taxes. I think fermentation fits perfectly in there because we're breaking things down and making new things out of them. It's, you know, rules the genitals. So um, all the sort of process of elimination and things like that is is covered there. So pardon me, folks, if I'm talking about things that, that feel a little more weird or intimate, but but I feel like it's my purview. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what I was born to do. And I am that disruptor in my family. I am the one who's like, no, let's talk about this trauma. Let's talk about these patterns. And then as I've aged, what I've had to realize is I have to let go of my parents being unwilling to deal with their stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I have to put a healthy boundary around that relationship and say, hey, they're not willing to change. They're adults. Yep. That's their choice. And I'm never going to be able to change their minds in that regard. All I can do is focus on me, is put mm-hmm. that mask back on myself. So um, so some of the modalities I use, I love tarot cards. They're such a great tool for reflection. You know, I think some people have this um, false a- assumption that, oh, well, tarot's telling your future. Whatever the cards say is what's going to happen. No, it's a tool of reflection. It Oftentimes we know the answers deep mm-hmm. within. We just... Maybe they aren't top of mind or we need our, you know, for, you can use God, you can say spirit guides, you can say angels, whatever feels right for you. You can say my own intuition or my own, you know, will in this world, but whatever it is, having those symbols and that information I find for me is so helpful to understand the energy of the day. Mm -hmm. It also like, sometimes it surprises me how it shows up or where it shows up but it creates a lot of opportunity for reflection and really sitting with myself. So it's almost like a meditation when I work with those cards. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have an Oracle card practice, Joe? Do you use any? um... I, so no, I've not done anything like that. I've done like some manifestation type of thing or like stillness practices or like where you write down what you want to do. George got me on to doing the 
going and sitting for at least 10 minutes a day. And I think the longest I got up to is 17 minutes and now I'm back down to 10 because that's still very foreign to me, unless I'm driving in the car, but like driving, you're still doing something else. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just got into breath work. When you're driving, Joe. Yeah. Don't do that. No. <laughs> um, but you can at least think and meditate and kind of, you know, put an intention or whatever. Like I did some breath work at Georgia's. That's probably, I've just started to scratch the surface on that type of stuff. Like, I, like I said, I've been in the sales world. I just got into this more self-development, more into what maybe people call woo, whatever. Um, and I've just been learning about kind of, I'm in that learning stage because, you know, everyone has their beliefs and thoughts when they were brought up. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, if you never challenge your thoughts or beliefs, are they really your thoughts or your beliefs? So I've been going through that for the past three years. Bingo. Exactly right. Whose baggage are you carrying? Mm -hmm. So let me just share with you. I recently went into ceremony with ayahuasca. So I'm someone who gravitated towards psychedelics as a youth. I enjoyed LSD and uh, mushrooms. Yes, recreationally. And I always felt I got really important messages from the universe. So as I progressed over time, I started to use it in a more ritualistic fashion. That is to say, not just like, oh, having fun on a Saturday night and listening to music, but rather a way to really go deeper. Mm -hmm. Because what these plant medicines and, you know, human beings have been using these medicines, we've been working with shamans. It's been understood that there are energies that we have that need to be removed or purged or plumbed in a different way. And so your reference to the holotropic breathing, it's doing that same thing you're putting yourself in that state and releasing mm -hmm. that DMT, that God molecule in your head on your own. But as you know, it takes a lot of effort to do it. It's not necessarily yeah. something that's easy to do alone, right? You want to do it assisted. And the same is true with the psychedelics. You want to be in an assisted situation. You want to have people who are experienced, um, who understand, you know, that they're not there to become your guru or your God. Instead, they're here to facilitate you healing yourself because all healing happens here. Nobody else can heal you. Mm -hmm. Literally, nobody can heal you. Even if you hire a healer, they cannot heal you unless you are willing to engage in the process of healing. Like that is how, and we're self-regenerative beings. So, okay, I digressed a little bit, but back to the ayahuasca, I went in there with a the commitment that I was going to finally let go of my parents' trauma. So mm -hmm. for example, what I realized is with my father, I'm carrying this smug shield, right? And again, I understand my parents' trauma, so I don't begrudge them these things, but right. I see how these no longer serve me. And so him not being able to be humble, to admit he's wrong because he's afraid of being wrong, uh, needing to be right all the time, I was seeing how that was preventing me from having authentic relating with other people and turning mm -hmm. people off to my energy because like, oh, she thinks she's a know-it-all, right? Like that's unapproachable. Yeah. And then on my mother's side, letting go of being afraid of being uncomfortable, right? She, you know, my, I was my parents were 19 when I was born. I mm -hmm. wasn't uh, planned uh, yep. to be here. And it was part of, you know, her escape from being in a traumatic family. And what happened was she didn't want to be a mom and she'd never dealt with her trauma. And so she ran and hid in reading books and just not showing up and not being present and doing what was comfortable for her to stay in her little bubble. And I see how she still does that. Mm -hmm. And I saw how that was hurting me too, because if I'm not willing to get out of my comfort zone, then I'm not going to grow. I'm going to stagnate. Um, I'm going to regress as opposed to progress. And so 
going into the ceremony, seeing those things, I had this amazing deep cleansing cry. So with ayahuasca, there's also sometimes purging, Mm -hmm. which it's not the same as like you're drunk and you throw up. (laughs) It's a very different thing. It's like it's squeezing trauma and toxins out of your cells. I won't get too far into it, but I again, <laughs> I, 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 and the, the Scorpio part, I'm going to talk about burning things and uh, and all that stuff. Um, but uh, it like literally pulls up. And I had this cry that felt like I was squeezing trauma out of my cells and purging mm-hmm. and cleansing in this really nourishing way. And I, I allowed myself to not be angry, but to go to the grief because anger is always a cover for grief mm-hmm. and allowing myself to grieve that, you know, that relationship I'll never be able to have because they're not able to meet me there and being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Being okay with that. That's okay. That's their choice. It doesn't have to be who I am. It doesn't have to be how I relate to people. I can have a healthy boundary. I don't have to accommodate what they want. Mm -hmm. If there are unhealthy boundaries, I can trust that I'm able to take care of myself. And I feel so much more complete, so much more whole and just like really shiny and vibrating at a much higher level. No, I love that because, like, I understand at least in, to a small part with what we did with the breath work. Because, like, I screamed a little bit and then I cried, and it just is like this weird that release word is like the perfect way I could have described it. Um, and I think a lot of people need to forgive their parents. A lot of times they don't realize that a lot of our parents were kids when they had us. They had no clue. They were just trying to do what they knew to do, and. Up until recently, especially with men, they were allowed two emotions, anger and laughter. That's it. So now I think it's that whole process of going through and being willing to be open and all. So I, like, like I said, I've just gotten into this type of stuff more. It's definitely different because like probably for the first 43 years of my life, I wouldn't cry in front of anyone. I would always just be, either be mad or Haha, even if I wasn't ha-ha. making a joke, right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, and this is what I love about being alive right now. And it's that, you know, even as we were growing up, because we're about the same age, Joe, mm-hmm. 47, and you're in your 40s, uh, like, you know, going to therapy or, you know, the analyst, right? There were all these different terms for it. And it was like, oh, that's a, there's something really wrong with you if you need that. And the reality is, we all need help. We have all experienced generational trauma, and our parents, had generational trauma and they had, you know, the, the standard operating procedure is hush up. Don't tell anyone. Yeah. Here's the thing. The body keeps the score. A great mm-hmm. book, by the way, the body keeps the score. Any trauma that has ever occurred to you, whether you remember or not is in your body. Yeah. And so, and it's not going to go away and it's going to eventually turn into disease and illnesses because it wants you to look at it. It mm-hmm. says, Hey, this happened over here, heal this deep underlying root cause. And you're, you'll be amazed at how your health will completely transform and, you know, ailments and and things that, that people said, you know, you're never going to heal from, or you have to be on these pills forever. You will have transformational miraculous mm-hmm. healing because that's what we are. We're regenerative beings. We're regenerative beings. Yeah. I, I think people either are A, afraid, B, they don't have enough information on it. C, they're unwilling to look at it because they're, they're, that whole, I need to be vulnerable to do this is kind of hard. But even in my limited knowledge of it, the more that I release, the more that I address things, the better I am. And then normally I was like, that wasn't really as bad as I thought. And really all you're doing is helping you. You're not, it doesn't matter if the other person knows or are there or not, you know, because some people have had some really nasty trauma and they're not going to go talk to that person, but you can still release it for you. 
thousand percent. And again, it's like this idea of purging. It's like we're taking all of this trauma and getting it out of our bodies. And when we release that, then there's space. There's room for the good stuff to come in. There's room to have the vibrations. And look, I'm still going through it. I'm by no means finished. But here's the thing. I'm also complete. We're all complete. We're not like broken. We're not like missing something. We're all complete beings. It's just that we are blocking ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are getting in our own way. And and so the more that we can clear away, right? Like think about a, a dirty windshield. The more you can like clear that mud away, the more clarity you have, the more vision you have, the easier it is to drive and not run into things, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like it just, and that's what this type of work does. And as a small business owner, especially with a side hustle or a new business, you know, you get really excited and it feels really fun and you have all these big ideas, but then those same things are going to come up again and again, the same issues you've had at your regular job or the same issues that you've had in relationships are going to come up because a business is even more of an undertaking. It's more of a relationship that requires your full commitment or it really isn't going to succeed because now you are your business. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's just like magnified. It's like the best, I think George said it this way. He says it's the best therapy session you get because it's all on you. So if you're building a business and you're starting out, it's just you at that point you have to, and then you add people, but it's on you. And yeah, I've seen it like the imposter syndrome that people deal with the, am I good enough? Should I take this risk? How can I pay or charge this amount? And you have to go through that whole process and understanding of it is okay. I do bring value. I do bring it. And a lot of times I think a lot of people don't realize what's simple for you is not simple for someone else. And you can shorten time for them. That took me most of this year to figure out, like literally most of this year to figure out. My wife helped me with it too. Cause she's like, you need to start charging people. I'm like, okay. Cause like in my head, I was like, oh, I can just help. That's easy. That's not a big thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute. She's right. So I, it was like one of those whole processes of going through and getting past that whole block. Well, I think words can help us, right? Currency. Mm -hmm. It isn't just money. Currency is energy. It's current. And in order for energy to flow, there has to be a feedback loop. And if that feedback loop is left open because you're not charging and now your energy is just dispersing, mm -hmm. you're not able to recapture that into the system, which is going to have a mutual benefit on everybody who's engaged because Again, like it, we're, we're humans. And so if we're getting something for free, we aren't always valuing it the way right. it is if we're putting an investment into it. And so, you know, I, I do trust that the coaches I've invested in and spent money that felt like I'm never going to be able to pay this money. And yet I saw tremendous mm -hmm. results on the other end. And so, again, it's always finding those people who resonate with you, who fit with you. Um, you know, who pass your smell test, if you yeah. will, and who are going to provide the reflection in the container that you need. But I suffer from imposter syndrome all the time. And here I am. And yet I have all these people telling me how great I am and how mm -hmm. I've changed their lives and how I've helped them. And, and I have to let all of that land because if I don't, I'm like, oh, I'm just a person who figured out how to do something. And I didn't go to college for kombucha. Um, right. And you know, we can get, we can get into all the mind games of like, who's more valid or who's more qualified or who's more able. But the reality is everybody who's done anything, it's either experience or they read it in a book mm -hmm. Yep. and anybody can do that. Anybody can go out and, and have experiences and anyone can go and read books and educate their minds. So, um, you know, I know we've gotten hung up on the whole college thing and sure college can be valuable, but it could also put 
put you in debt. Yeah. And so having clarity about how you're going to leverage that skill set and then like the Rubik's Cube, keep twisting it, keep shifting it, keep evolving it. Yeah. And finding your life by design. Like that's the whole thing. Like my son is going to be an electrician and he wants to work in the trade. Like college is not for him. My daughter is in college. It's working for her. It's it's not like because we I am 45, so we're both Gen Xers in that that range. Yes. And it was like, if you don't go to college, you're gonna fail. I'm sitting here going, I done really well with a little bit of college. I never got a degree, but I do better than most people I know that have gotten a degree. Why? Because I found a skill set I could do and I maximized and went deep on that. And I think it's just finding something that you know makes your heart happy that you can help people with, and then it's easy. And then on coaches, be picky. Make sure they know what they're talking about on that thing. Like, I would never be like, I'm not going to be a business coach because I've just started a business. It'd be dumb for me to tell you I'd be a business coach. But I can tell you how to sell all day long because I've been doing that for 16 years, 17. So, I mean, it's like find the right people to do what they need to do. Same with you, with kombucha. You, you're an expert at it. And so, like, those little things that you can just tell people, it could heal, like, their their gut or it could save them time or it could make them healthier or happier. It's just finding the right people. A thousand percent. And then where I'm evolving to, because all of this is, you know, kombucha for me is a gateway. It's just the Mm -hmm. thing that brought me to a deeper understanding of what it means to be a human being, of why I'm here on this planet, what my unique purpose is. And, you know, we're all here, you know, in my philosophy, we're all here for a reason. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's finding that it's uncovering that it's to your point, it's trusting what vibrates and resonates with you, what brings you joy, what's helping to elevate you um, in the world, and then finding a way to continuously do that again and again, because here's the thing, we can read the news, we can see the doom and gloom, we hear global recession for two years, supply chain issues, pandemic, right? Like all these scary things. But the reality is here, boots on the ground, in your own home, in your own place, the more you're raising that vibrational frequency within yourself, be it through diet, exercise, meditation, you know, all the different things we've talked about, trauma healing is the the base of all of that. You know, that's how we're going to keep the light shining. That's how we're going to keep attracting more people who want to go on this journey of self-discovery. And what that's going to lead to is creating businesses that really meet people's needs and help to continue to grow this planet. So whether you're selling a widget, which on a certain level, that's what I'm doing is selling widgets, whether Mm -hmm. you're selling a supplement, kind of what I'm selling, it's something uh, you can do yourself to heal yourself. People need these things. And so the more we can be in service to our customer and their needs through our unique skill set that's what's going to allow us to continue to grow and thrive yeah yeah i love that and then getting in rooms with other people like us that connection there because like you know you hear all the negativity but like even at the event we were at it was so positive and different and people at different levels but just that the i guess energy would be the right word in the room the way it just would make you feel going in even if like a couple of times i went in i was tired and by the time i got in and it just, it lifted everything up because I was in that group. It was with my people, you know, and I think that's the other thing, finding community or networks or what you need most. That's, I think that's the last piece of the puzzle. Not the last, I mean, there's, I'm sure other stuff we haven't talked about, but like for someone just getting started in this, I think that community is huge. Thousand percent. And here's the thing, we're social creatures. It doesn't matter like that it's easy to stay at home and hide out behind our phones and never be in contact with human beings. We suffer as a result, mentally and physically. We are designed to be communal beings. 
Um, I, I consider this part of our bacteria nature. I call it bacterio sapiens because I think that more aptly describes our relationship with bacteria. But at least in the kombucha culture, those bacteria are excreting nanofibers of cellulose that bond together. Uh -huh. And united we stand, right? Yeah. And the more we come together as community. And look, it used to be de rigueur. You didn't talk about politics or religion, right? And I think... Yep. There's a valuable lesson in going back to something like that because there are so many more areas that we mm -hmm. have in common, that we connect on, that we can really resonate and vibrate with. And the yep. other thing, we need diversity. Yep. When you look out your window, is it one type of tree? Is it one bird that's singing? Is no. it just uh, roses or, or one type of flower? No, Multiples. we're all coming together in ecosystems. And while survival of the fittest is a theory, right? Mm -hmm. Darwin's theory uh, of evolution, cooperation is what we really see when we look at ecosystems and, and how everything plays its role together and how it needs to be in balance for it to be healthy and to thrive. And so if we imagine ourselves as part of an ecosystem, as opposed to, I'm just this discrete singular organism, right? Like we're impacted by the seasons, we're impacted by the weather, we're impacted by the people we invite into our lives. And that's why it's so important. We're being choosy, picky um, about where we spend our time, what information we allow into our brains or into our field of sight. You know, I'm still breaking my habit of scrolling. It's just this, yeah. what I've started doing is like, okay, so if I'm going to spend this time focusing on, I don't know what it is, Joe, but it's like the murder headlines. I'm like, how can people do this? I can't even do this. Yep. And yet I go and I look at it. Like, what are we doing? Why do we want to focus on this? I don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So, so what I started doing is like, okay, the first thing I do when I wake up, as I'm starting to wake up, I just, I thank every body part. Mm -hmm. Thank you, feet. Thank you, toes. Thank you, liver. Thank you, lungs. I just start there because that's something that's going to remind me, hey, I have this amazing gift of one human life in this incarnation. Yeah. Hannah Crumb is Hannah Ruhama, the kombucha mama. I'm going to live it to my fullest. And, you know, and I start there and then. You know, I'm, I have to admit, I've not been on a really good workout game, but I've started doing it. And here's why I've started doing it because I want to clear the stagnant energy. Mm -hmm. I want to clear any old crud, anything that no longer serves so that when I'm showing up to start my day, I am this bright, shiny, vibrational. I'm attracting the right yeah. people. I'm attracting the right clients. I'm attracting you know, the opportunities into my life that really resonate at my highest good. Um, and, you know, there's an ebb and flow to all of this, right? There's going to be downs, there's going to be ups. Mm -hmm. But the more that we can get super conscious about what ritual works for us and, and creating, to your point, those time blocks, um, I think that's really a great way to start, especially when you're new to this work, when you're new to having your own business, is like getting really clear on one of these steps and then as you implement it, now let's pull in this modality. Okay, now let's pull in this yeah. way of doing things. Let's pull in this tool. So build it gradually. Don't try to do everything at once. Yeah, no, I agree. 100%. I know that when I work out, I feel better. It gets me in a more focus. If I work out in the morning, um, it's just a lot better. If I miss it, I might work out in the afternoon. I can be adaptable. It's just making it work for you. And then, like you said, don't overwhelm yourself. You don't. We overestimate what we can do in a year, underestimate what we can do in 10. And yeah. then I'm like bummed out okay i've only done this much and i've had people go no you've already done so much more than i'm surprised that you've done this and it's like i perception i think is always off because we always think of like you said we get into that negative flow instead of the positive flow. like i don't listen to the news at all i i don't like 
I may click a headline every once in a while, but for me, it would just make me angry. So I just don't like, I just cut it out. Um, besides if it's really important, I'm going to hear about it. I don't have to watch the news. Tell me about someone's going to mention it in my sphere. If it's really important. So I just try to keep myself in that positive state as much as possible and just keep moving forward that way. Right. And it's not just about being Pollyanna or rose colored glasses and, Oh, I'm only going to think of the positive. No, <laughs> We have to deal with the shadows. We have yeah. to deal with the dark. We're going to, you're going to be sad. You're going to be angry. And in fact, all of those things are valuable um, tools. They mm -hmm. tell you, they reflect back to you. Hey, something about this interaction wasn't quite right. Something about, and was it me or was it them? Right. So yeah. it's unpacking all of that. And not assuming like, oh, if I just say I'm happy and high vibing all day, that's the way it's <laughs> going to be. No, I mean, I think a lot of people say peace and love who really need peace and love, but in fact, they're more anger and sadness. Mm -hmm. and, and again, it's okay where you, you are doing the best you can with the information you have, with the tools you have. And here's the great thing. You're watching this podcast. You're learning from Joe. You're learning from me. You're learning from all the great guests you have. And now you have an entire team of people who are here supporting yep. you and cheering you on you know, helping, wanting to help you grow and thrive. And when we all have that, that modus operandi, when we're all working concertedly towards that effort, I mean, that's going to be a society worth living in. And again, we need the struggle. We need the stress. It's how we grow. It's how we, you know, we need contrast to differentiate mm -hmm. um, and to understand what works for us and what doesn't. So I'm not discounting the value in trauma, the value in challenging experiences. Those are all incredibly important. They're called growing pains. Yep. <laughs> and here's the thing, they never stop. No. They never stop. Like you never, <laughs> if you stop growing, you're dead, right? Like, yep. like we are constantly growing. And so the more that we're, again, but it's not coming from this place of like, oh, I'm broken. Oh, I need to be fixed. It's more this like, I'm already complete, but how can I show up with more presence Mm -hmm. with more, you know, more ability to project into the world, uh, my mission and my goal. Yeah. Cause you don't want to identify with your trauma. You want to work through and heal your trauma. And I think a lot of times people will go to the extremes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have all this. Or, oh, no, just work on yourself, get a little bit better every day. And that's it. I mean, we can get addicted to our trauma. Yeah. Poor me. I'm a victim. Everything's always going the wrong way. Is it, or is it your perspective? Right. And that's where, when we clear the windshield, we have mm -hmm. a different perspective, a different frame of mind in which we can view things. And, you know, uh, even like, uh, you know, what over the holiday weekend, at one point, uh, my husband's frustrated and he says something that really hurts my heart. Well, what do I do instead of like having this reaction, like, oh, you hurt my heart. Now I'm like, I, I took it in mm -hmm. and I wrecked I went through a process and I also use um, cannabis. That's something mm -hmm. that, that helps me reflect and tune in. Look, anything can be a crutch. <laughs> yep. Anything can be an addiction if you allow it. Right. So for me, I'm using it in an intentional way to tune in. And in my process, I understood, okay, he's in pain. First of all, he's in physical pain because he had some indigestion. Second, you know, he's in whatever other issues are troubling him. He's lashing out. It isn't about me. Yep. Amazing. Yep. People's reactions aren't about you. <laughs> no. Most nope. of the time, they're absolutely not. It's about them and what they're going through. It's not about me. Okay. I hear what he said. It hurts because of where my own wounds and trauma are. Let me acknowledge that and go to caring for that. And now I can come 30 minutes later out and be present and happy and cheerful. And it doesn't have to turn into a yelling match and, you know, people, you know, you know having a worse time because I was able to 
not react, go within, process, and come out on the other side. So the more we can do that, I just think that creates more peace, more stability, more, uh, and really relationships all about communication. And that's Mm -hmm. what I learned so much at George's event was communication. And I just want to come back to what you said about community, because yes, that was part of why I went. I wanted to connect with entrepreneurs who weren't necessarily in my fermentation space, but who are also Mm heart-centered. And I am so grateful because there are so many yourself, all the other people were there, all the other people in George's network, George, I mean, like, it's, you know, I call myself now a lighthouse of love. And it's because he's a lighthouse, he's a beacon, he's attracting people to him who resonate. you know, and I think that's what you and I are here to do, Joe, we're here to be lighthouses, to attract people so that we can all continue in this evolution together. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I have the bracelet from all three of them that I went to. Like, literally, it's one of those things because I've been to other events. So I've been to multiple different events. And it's interesting to be in the different rooms and you can feel the energy and the vibes and the different things. But when I'm at George's, it's like I'm with family. When I'm at other ones, I'm like, I'm here to help you or, oh, this is maybe it's not the right place for me or, okay, this is cool. I can learn this aspect. It's, It's interesting. But who you surround yourself with is huge. So as we wind this down, is there anything else we missed? I know we've talked about a lot of stuff. But is there anything else you want to leave our audience with that maybe we haven't touched base on or maybe another tip that you would like to just shine out? You know, just start where you are. You know, it doesn't have to be a big change, even like you said, five minutes of silence. And notice what your mind is doing, because it's not about doing it right or being perfect. Um, You know, an app that I like to use is called Insight Timer. You can set up how long you want the meditation to go. You can pick a bell that tells you when it starts and when it ends. And it also has tons of like guided meditations and affirmations. So there's so many resources that are free. There's so many materials out there. It's really just pick pick a modality and start. And if you're not sure where to start, I certainly can help you with that. Um, You know, working through the tools that we have and, and help you find clarity you're looking for. And of course, it's, you know, surrounding yourself with more people who are in that. So so what I did, for example, like I went to George's, uh, I'm such a networker, <laughs> you know, um, after at the event, I went to his Instagram and I saw everybody who was at the event and I went and I like followed up with them. <laughs> I did I'm too, like, I, I want did too, that was me, yep. <laughs> these are people whose energy and vibration I want to be around and I want to see that in my stream. So we curate our streams, right? Mm-hmm. And so- you know, leaving the the Facebook headlines behind, um, curating what what I'm looking at, what I'm scrolling through. I'm then I, I have resources, I have inspiration. I hear a nugget. You know, someone drops a meme that just really resonates, and now like I'm feeling that too. So start small, find people who can help, and know that you are complete. There is nothing wrong with you. You are beautiful. You were made perfectly. We all need help. That's human. It's human to need help. And so, um, you know, and if you have a desire because you're here listening to this information, then follow that desire. Trust that you have wisdom and instincts that are here to help you thrive. And the more you listen to that intuition, the more you feed that intuition, whether that's literally with the food you're putting in your body or what you're putting, you know, in, in your brain and in your mind and in your heart that trust that those seeds are going to grow and they are going to blossom in a way that you never imagined was possible. And you're going to end up living the best possible iteration of your life in this lifetime. I love that. I love that. So where can people find you at? 
Kaboot to camp, camp with a K, because I'm cute and clever, um, <laughs> being the word nerd that I am. Um, and if you want to start your own kombucha business, we offer consultation there as well. If you already have a kombucha business or a fermented drinks business, Kombucha Brewers International is our trade association. We do a conference. We have a magazine. Like, we're all about giving resources and education to folks. Um, those are the easiest places to find me. And that's on all the social platforms. So whether that's YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, we're sort of on Twitter. I I, I don't uh, pretend to try to play in that world, but um, Pinterest. I share my podcast there. That's it. I'm with you. Exactly right. Exactly <laughs> right. So, but you can, we're here. You can find us. My phone number is on the website. Um, I might not answer the phone, but you can leave me a message. You can DM me. Um, you know, we're very into the communication and helping people. So feel free to reach out anytime. And we're always happy to connect. Awesome. And I will drop all this information in the show notes too. So you can just click and it's really easy and simple. Hannah, thank you again for being on the show. I appreciate you. And for all of you listening, like she said, you're complete. Just go do be better. And until next time, have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the 150K podcast. Remember your dreams become reality when you take action on them. Feel free to reach out with any questions on Instagram at 150K podcast. And until next time, keep pushing. You're worth it.